1: Hello and welcome back to the Betting Weekly podcast, part of the Bet Rivers Network. I am your host, Harry Simeon, as always, and I'm delighted to be joined uh, from a lovely little English town, uh, the GOAT himself, Mr.
0: Nigel Seeley. How you doing? very well mate i'm in the stables in um, down in rye in sussex by the coast very historical uh, english town if you ever get the chance to come over from across the pond you want to make sure you come here i think it's dated back in the 19th uh, the 1300s the 1340 i think nothing's changed the original wall behind me this shirt was bought in 19 <laughs> in 1347 and so no, that Nothing's changed. I, I look. I fit really in it. I feel like Henry VIII. You know, eating chicken with my hands. I look like Henry VIII from the belly, but not on the head. Henry VIII. Henry VIII actually shares the same birthday as me, 28th of June. There you go. Interesting oh, There fact, you go. Birthday.
1: I was going to say maybe there's some similarities, but that's not very common. Well,
0: I've, <laughs> I've had two more wives than Henry I, I only beheaded three of them. <laughs>
1: Brilliant stuff. Um, We've got lots and lots of Premier League action to get into again this weekend as the uh, business end of the season continues. Uh, lots of things still to be decided. The title race is still in the balance. The top four race uh, is still very, very interesting as well, as is the race down at the bottom as well for survival. So let's uh, start working our way through the games. Let's kick off then with Brentford and Southampton um not the most glamorous game this weekend um two teams who I mean I don't know do you think that Brentford are safe Nigel um I know that people are talking about them as being safe but it's not mathematically secure how do you see this game going
0: I think they're safe I think they're safe but I think you know fans are always pessimistic in this time of the season aren't they they're always looking ahead and thinking that uh things might might could go against them rather than go for them. So they're always slightly worried. Um I think they'll be I think they've done really well this season. They were the bookies' favourites to get relegated. I think they've done well. Everyone didn't expect them to be the position they are. They went through that little bit of a blip um probably about two months ago. But they've got some good results. I know they got beat by Manchester United 3-0, but Ivan Tony's running with his fair share of goals in the Premier League. Ericsson's come in and, and been brilliant. Whether he stays there next season is the key part for them. Uh, and I think they've got two home matches uh, left. Uh, it's a tough place to go. I've been there this season and watched it. It's a brand new stadium. The fans are delighted that what they're seeing on the pitch. So, and I think if you look at a, a team that you want to be playing in the Premier League, uh, knowing that you need to win to mathematically be secure, Southampton would be way, way, way at the top of your list at the moment. I mean that their form in the last two months has been abysmal. I mean that they're they're really looking at next season. I think the manager what's he, four years into the job now, and I still don't know whether he's a good manager or a bad manager. I think, you know, no one can really say. Um, currently, they're, they're in a real bad run, only one win in their last 10. The alarming thing for Southampton supporters is the amount of goals they see. They've conceded 25 goals in those 10 games, averaging 2.5 a game. Um, and I quite like Brentford here. I, I know they played, uh, like I said, they haven't scored in their last two games. They lost to the, uh, Manchester United and drew nil-nil with Tottenham. But at home, they're a match for anybody. And with Southampton, absolutely downing tools. Uh, I expect fringe players to play. I expect <laughs> to, uh, uh, lots of changes. And, and I think Brentford will win here. Um, plus 118 is a decent enough price for me to actually bet Brentford. Um, at home, look, very good. Southampton, nothing to play for. And their performances have been diabolical. Uh, defensively frail. And I like Brentford here at plus 118 to start the weekend with a plus money winner.
1: Nice one. Let's uh, move on then. Burnley versus Aston Villa. Burnley, of course, fighting for their lives down at the bottom. They've turned a a corner recently with their form, uh, you know, really picking up. Um, A game against Aston Villa, who might have one eye on the beach at the moment?
0: Uh, You could say that, but Villa are are not mathematically sure of, of, of survival either I think any one more win they will be safe but they're not mathematically safe um, Burnley have won their last three and have been very very good but um, most of their wins and most of their impressive form is at home on the road they're, they're, they're slightly different they've got a home match here against Villa and the, the bet Rivers are making plus 205 I know that's going to be a very popular play but uh, I think draw no bet Burnley will be a popular play the other thing you've got to remember as well is Aston Villa obviously managed by Steven Gerrard. And if he uh, if he loses against Burnley, that will mean that uh, it pushes Everton into um, into some sort of relegation battle, more relegation uh, turmoil. Obviously, Steven Gerrard's connections with Liverpool. Um, I'm not saying for one minute that's going to happen, but it's a nice little, little, little added bonus in it. Um, the one thing I predict here is I think this is going to be very close. Um, I wouldn't probably have a bet on the match market. I can see why Burnley would be popular, but their data isn't good. They, you know, Burnley's data is one of the worst in the Premier League, uh, and that is why they're down at the, towards the foot of the Premier League. And for me personally, I've bet Burnley to get relegated to start the season at plus 350. So I don't want Burnley to win this game. So I couldn't really bet them at plus 205. The one thing I really do expect is it'd be close. Um, Villa have only won once in the last six, which is their last game against Norwich. Um A low-scoring game here, I see, on the cards. I think nerves are going to be plenty. I think Villa will want to, to get the win. I don't think for any one minute they're not going to try because I think Steven Gerrard demands performances from his players and he wants to bring in players at the end of the season and, and a higher position they go, they do. The more lucrative it is for the, for the players to come. But I think under two and a half goals here is the bet. Minus 127. Um, I can't see many goals in this at all. Very, very low-scoring, very nervy. Very tight. Villa's defence has been pretty good. Burnley's defence has been rock solid in their recent revival. And um, I think this will be a nervy afternoon for Burnley supporters. And I think low scoring is the way to go.
1: Chelsea take on Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, Is there any danger of Chelsea dropping out of the top four, Nigel, the way they're going?
0: There is a danger. Um, There is a danger. There's there's also a danger that, you know, this, this takeover that is happening at Chelsea may not happen. There's also... This this loan that needs to be paid back to Abramovich, which could threaten any sort of move, and there is speculation that Chelsea might might not be in existence um, in August next next year. Uh, this year, which is frightening for Chelsea fans, I think you're going to see a max exodus from Chelsea in the summer, um, and I think their problems start uh, unless they get an owner very very quickly. On the pitch, though, if, despite losing to Everton. Last week, which was our dog of the week, I, we were so lucky to win that game. Chelsea had so many shots on target, so much possession. Jordan Pickford had a brilliant performance. Um, and they're playing a Wolves side who are probably on the back of their worst performance of the season, losing 3-0 at home to Brighton. The goals have dried up for Wolves. They haven't scored in their last three. Uh, last season, this fixture was nil nil. Earlier in the season, at Wolves, it was a nil nil draw as well. I'm away from home. I didn't bring the nil-nil detector, but um, the one thing I did bring was the under two and a half goal detector. And uh, I think under two and a half goals here at minus 127 is the way to play it. Um, I think that, um, sorry, uh, minus not 117, sorry, under two and a half goals. I don't see many goals here. Chelsea, uh, Wolves, uh, one goal will win it and I would probably expect Chelsea to win it one nil. But I think Chelsea's problems are going to be in the next couple of months unless they get this takeover deal done very, very quickly. But I'm going to go for under two and a half goals, minus 127.
1: Okay, let's move on. Crystal Palace versus Watford, uh, the Roy Hodgson derby. Uh, What's your thoughts on this one?
0: Well, I mean, Crystal Palace last week, um, they won 2-1 at Southampton. But what Patrick Vieira did, he didn't play from the start with Zaha, which shocked a lot of fans and supporters. I've got a lot of Crystal Palace fans close to me. and There's a lot of um, talk about teams dropping their guard and and not playing towards the end of the season. But Crystal Palace fans are absolutely desperate for them to finish above Brighton. So um, that's what they're they're playing for. And at the moment, Brighton are above them. And I think Crystal Palace will really take this game seriously. We know how difficult it is at Selhurst Park. A lot of big clubs have gone there over the years and and struggled. We know what the atmosphere is like. Roy Hodgson goes back in one of his last games, probably as a Premier League manager, he's going to leave at the end of the season. And uh, Watford are going to get relegated, regardless of the result. And you can see by their performances that they're defensively, they're, they're shocking at the moment. I mean, that is the one thing that Roy Hodgson is very good at, organising defences, and he hasn't been able to do it at Watford. Their last five matches, they conceded at least two goals. Um, Palace, uh, Eze, who I think is one of the most talented players um, in the Premier League, I think he's naturally so gifted and uh, brilliant to watch. He's suddenly getting back into form after that. Terrible injury at the start of the season and he's scoring goals. Sahar, so you would expect to start after being not or dropped or didn't feature against Southampton and then coming off the bench and scoring a winner uh, last week against Southampton. So I think Palace here are one of the best bets, but certainly ones for a parlay. Like minus 155 is not the kind of odds that I like to take. I'm not really, you know, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't go much lower than that. But I see Palace on the Asian handicap here at minus one at plus 116. And when you consider that Watford have conceded at least two goals in their last five, the only way we're going to lose this game is uh, on this bet is if if uh, Watford get a draw or a Watford win. If it's Palace win by one, then we get, we, we get our money back. So you, you can virtually guarantee that Watford are going to concede, especially with that offensive talent that uh, uh, Palace have at the disposal in Eze and and uh, and Sahar and Eze come into form. I, I, I fancy Palace here, and I'm going to go for Palace minus one at plus one sixteen.
1: Good stuff. Let's move on to Brighton versus Manchester United. Uh, United travel, of course, uh, down to the Amex Stadium on the South Coast. Uh, Let's get your thoughts on that.
0: Well, I I can't really. I can never ever gauge Brighton, Uh, and and they're a side that I've never ever ever uh, got a grip with since they come to the Premier League. Really, we know, and we've spoken many times that the, the data kings and the XG followers love them. Um, but I've gone in with them so many times and they've let me down. Um, Bright, Bright, if you looked at these odds on, on paper and saw Manchester United at plus 155 to beat Brighton, you'd probably have to take them. Um, but Brighton, obviously, on their data, they're, they're, they're fantastic. They're a top six side. Uh, great win last time out. Probably their best win in the performance against Wolves. What did they have to play? Very little. Um, Manchester United, have obviously, only got two games left in the Premier League. Both road matches, and they want to probably then they can't really do anything. They're going to finish what six in in the Premier League, and then that's the best they can really hope for. Um, but one man, I think, he's on a mission to end on a high, is Ronaldo. And and we mentioned it last time in midweek against Brentford that you know he he he's desperate to score. You could see from his body language after that after that goal, he's he clearly leaving the club. And um, I like Ronaldo to score at any time at plus one twenty three. Uh, He's got 18 goals in the Premier League, four behind Salah. He's not going to be the top goal scorer, but in his head, he thinks he can get two hat-tricks and and probably overtake him. But um, 123 Ronaldo to score at any time would be my way of playing here. I would probably lean towards Manchester United at plus 155, but you know that there'll be money for Brighton because there's always money for for Brighton. So if you think Manchester United are going to win, I would wait towards approaching kickoff time because that odds will get, those lines will get bigger. So for me, it's a safe option. But Ronaldo, I think he'll take penalties now after Fernandes missing them and him scoring the the latest one. He's definitely going to be all the free kicks. He's going to want to end his, his playing career in England on a massive high. And I would expect him to, to score at least one here. So plus 123 Ronaldo. I've got a very bad cold, Harry. I'm, I'm struggling a little bit here. So uh, sorry about that if I keep running. My nose keeps running.
1: Is it a cold or is it hay fever? Because I always get hay fever at this time of year.
0: And um It's a bit of a cold, mate. It's a bit of a cold. It's, oh, it's a bit of a, I've got a bit of a cold, but uh, I, I, I'm a professional. I'll I have that's a nice cut, hot cup of coffee.
1: There you go. That's it, exactly. Cracking on. That's what we like to see. Uh, the final game on Saturday is a game that has implications both in the title race and in the hunt for a top four finish. Liverpool take on Spurs. At Anfield. Um, Liverpool come into this off the back of a, a really positive second half, at least in VR AL. Spurs need something though, don't they, Nigel, if they're gonna uh, qualify for next season's Champions League. What's your plan of attack on this
0: one? I think this is a dangerous game for Liverpool. I really, really do. Um I I think I know they they got out of jail, really, didn't they? They played brilliant in the second half. They, they changed up a bit and got out of jail. We know that Klopp's got a huge um, squad at his disposal, but the games are coming thick and fast now. This is their twenty. This is their tenth game in twenty-seven matches. Liverpool. They've got an FA Cup final next week. They've got a. They've got a midweek game. They've got a, a Champions League final now against Real Madrid to look forward to. It's got to take its toll on them at some stage. They, they can't keep churning out. They can't keep churning out the wins. And I know they they do it religiously, but um, it's just gonna it's just gotta gotta take its toll on them. Um, Tottenham coming completely refreshed, on the back of a good performance, a three-one win against Leicester. Son and Kane were on fire again, and if those two tick, then they'll score. That's I, I you know, I know Liverpool are defensively brilliant, but we saw Son and Kane on fire when they went to Manchester City uh, a few months ago, and they won at Man City as well. They're, Tottenham are, are very capable of winning this game. I've always liked Tottenham when they're the underdogs in big matches rather than when they're the big favourites. Very similar to Arsenal. You know? I, I think they'll get more of a chance to go away and play a game like this as the underdogs. But when they're at home to a Brighton, as we've seen already this season, they get beat. Um, I'm quite tempted by the plus 575 on Tottenham here. Purely and simply because I just think that Liverpool have got to feel it. I mean, Salah's playing week in week. Minor. I know they're resting a few, but... The majority of those players are playing an awful lot of football. they come from the African Cup of Nations as well. I mean, that's a huge amount of football to play and, and it's got to take its toll. They they've got FA Cup, you know, what what they're gonna prioritize. Um, so I, I I'm quite tempted towards Tottenham here at 575. But the thing is, I know I think Tottenham will score, and I think the best way to get with Tottenham is to back them plus one and a quarter goals on the Asian handicap. That means if Liverpool win by exactly one goal. We win half our stake. The only way we will lose money on that on that bet is if Liverpool win by two or more. And I just can't see Liverpool wanting to win by two or more. Um, I think it's all about results now. Get three points. As we saw last week, when they, they won 1-0 against Newcastle, got the early goal and, and really didn't... Push on. They, they could have probably, if they wanted to, they could have gone got two or three if they really needed two gold because they're that good. But it's all about results now. It's all about getting three points. And I give Tottenham a big chance. I like Tottenham on the double chance as well with the draw and the away at plus one eighty eight. Uh But I think the best way for me to play is Tottenham plus one and a quarter at, at, plus, at minus one fourteen. They've got to win this game, Tottenham, as well. They've got to, because it then it keeps that game against Arsenal alive and their chase. If they lose this game, the game against Arsenal. In mid on Thursday, Sunday doesn't become as important as it is. And so they have to get something this match. And um, I think it could be a good time to face Liverpool. I really do. We've seen Liverpool start off a little bit slow when they come back from Champions League games. Uh they've always got, they've always come on the second half strong. But I I I twenty seven games of football in ten days. Oh sorry ten games of football in um in ten in twenty seven days is a lot. And um I think three days we'll, between games is it? Yeah, and then yeah. And they've got loads more to come. They've got loads more to come, and it, it, I just feel that that Tottenham could, if one team could take advantage of that, I think it's Tottenham because I think Tottenham are are a side that, or I I always feel that Tottenham are a side capable of beating anybody if they play well. But when they're at home to a Norwich or an Aston Villa, they're capable of losing that easy with the expectations on them. And I, and I think if Son and Kane are on fire, they'll cause big problems for Liverpool. And uh, and I think they've got a good chance. Tottenham plus one and the quarter.
1: Good stuff. Uh, That concludes uh, Saturday's fixtures. Then let's move on to Sunday uh, and there's three, 2 p.m. kickoffs, UK time. That is Uh, the first one is at the Emirates Stadium between Arsenal and Leeds United. Again, a game with big implications at both ends of the table. The Gunners looking to cement their place in the top four with Leeds United staring the prospect of relegation in the face. Uh, What's the um, I'm a little bit worried about this one as an Arsenal fan. So I'm interested to know your thoughts as a neutral.
0: Well, I mean, I said to you, Tottenham and Arsenal are the two sides that I couldn't trust in sort of games when they're big favourites. Well, Arsenal are minus 230 to win this game. It's minus 230. I mean, in a game that's really, really important for them, against a side that will fight and battle for their life at the bottom of the table. If you take minus 230 to Arsenal, you could cash, but you're doing it all wrong. You will go skin. Um, Leeds are $6. The draw, plus 3.45. Everyone expects goals, and I don't disagree with that. The line is now three and a half from, you know, usually it's a two and a half game. This is a three and a half game. This is, out of all the games in the Premier League this weekend, this is the one that Rivers feel will have the most goals. And if you look at the stats, five of the last six Arsenal games over two and a half goals, four of the last five both teams to score. Leeds have a defensive, absolute crisis defensively. Stuart Dallas is out injured for them. Cooper's out injured for them. You know, we still haven't got Bamford back as an attacking options. Uh, Calvin Phillips is is returning, but not in the, anywhere near the capabilities is what he has shown in the previous season. So Leeds are injury prone, but the other thing about Leeds is that I know they got smashed by Man City four 0 Their performances aren't as bad as, as as their results suggest. If they had a goal scorer, they would they would probably be out of relegation trouble. Bamford's been a huge blow for them. And I I, I look at this game and I really really don't see any way you can't see goals. That's my angle. I think Arsenal at minus two thirty is ridiculously low, ridiculously low. Um, Leeds at six to one is a little bit disrespectful for them, but we look at their injury crisis and we put a line through them. But I think goals are on on the agenda here, and I, I, I'm I'm I've been um, quite impressed with Intechia, uh, the uh, the striker, and um, he's plus one thirty eight to score at any time, and obviously he's got connections with Leeds. Leeds wanted to buy him. Uh, he was at Leeds at loan in the Championship. Uh, they didn't want to give him back to Arsenal. He had a good time at Leeds. Whether he's going to score the goal that sends him down, or, or, it, or it's going to, it's written in the stars, isn't it? But I think in a game of goals, I think that he will lead the line for Arsenal when he's been quite impressive recently. And I think uh, at plus 30, one thirty-eight, Eddie Ente. Is it Entechia? Enketia. Enketia. Nearly. Enketia. Yeah. Enketia. Yeah. I think he's, uh, he's, he's, he would be my bet. Plus 138 to score at any time.
1: Decent shout that. Decent price as well, considering he's he's likely to start up top. Uh, let's move on then. Leicester take on Everton. Hard to get a reading on this one, isn't it? Prior to Leicester's big European clash this evening.
0: Well, you want to oppose them both because Leicester obviously in, in um, out in Rome trying to get through. If they're, if they're through to the, um, we don't know what's happened. It could go to extra time. It could go, they could have a, Europe, first European final to look forward to, which you, which will basically see their league form absolutely drop. Every Everton fan in the country today is hoping that this game goes through extra time and Leicester win. That's what they want. They're desperate for that because then they, they, they feel they're out of a chance if, if Leicester... But it's a negative for Leicester to play in such a huge game ahead of this game. The problem is Everton's road form is the worst in the Premier League. And that's the reason why they're they're fighting, fighting for their lives at the bottom of the table. If this game was that good as some hark at Everton, I'd make Everton one of the best bets off the card. Because it's on the road, you can't, you can't bet them. I would probably go towards the draw. And I'd certainly go towards goals because Everton need goals. Calvert-Lewin is back for them as well at the weekend. Um, McCarlison scoring goals for them. So you think they'll have a goal in them. Leicester have always got a goal in them, you know. Always got a goal in them, so it's a game that looks like it's going to have goals. Uh, you've got to remember Brendan Rodgers was a was a Liverpool manager as well, so there's a there's a, there's a sort, of, sort of extra incentive there to to help you know to, to put Everton uh, in more relegation misery. But but I think on the match you couldn't bet now. I mean, you you have to see what happens to, to Leicester. But once you do find out what happens to Leicester, and if it's if it's a if it's a negative to Leicester, i.e. if they won uh, on Thursday night or this evening, or they went to extra time or, pen, or penalties in a long game, a long travel back, you couldn't make a case for a bet in Everton because of the of what they they've been this season, and you just these sort of matches, if you're a bad team, you don't suddenly become a good team overnight you know there's obviously some fundamental problems there and we know that people the reaction of people to try to bet. Oh my headphones but try to um react to people who bet um teams that need results is somewhat of a knee-jerk reaction so um i would look to just sit on the goals lines i think both teams to score yes over two and a half goals that would be my approach now but a very tentative approach because we, we're betting really on the unknown of what Leicester are going to do uh, this evening against Rome, in Rome.
1: Norwich City take on West Ham United at Carrow Road. Of course, Norwich already relegated uh, West Ham again in European action uh, this evening in a really, really big game.
0: You can't you just can't have a bet on this game without seeing what West Ham... If West Ham were in the final of the Europa League, then West Ham probably won't win a game in the Premier League for the range of the season and they'll throw everything on that. It's a Champions League one-off match to get in the Champions League, and that's what West Ham have been trying to do since they got to the their new stadium. So really you can't you can't have any bound that the one thing you will say is that Norwich have been dreadful this season. Uh Norwich um will probably rest a lot of players. I think what they'll probably play a lot of fringe players. Dean Smith will need to look at what he's got next season to work with. Um, and I feel that um that's probably um, an angle that you want to uh, to look at the team news for Norwich. But as we stand now, I would not have a bet on this game at all without seeing what West Ham's doing uh, against Frankfurt this evening in the Europa League.
1: Moving on then, Manchester City, who suffered that heartbreaking exit at the hands of Real Madrid in the Champions League last night, take on Newcastle United at the Etihad. Pep Guardiola's got a job on his hands, hasn't he, picking those players up after the way, uh, the manner in which they were dumped out of the competition last night?
0: Yeah, the club must be on a big low at the moment. Um, The holy grail for them is to win the Champions League. Pep hasn't won it now for 11 years, I think it is. And the way they, 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 Lost it last night was was incredible, really, from a betting perspective and, and from an in-play betting. was crazy on BetRivers and from a morale point of view for Manchester City. But whenever they've had setbacks before, they've always bounced back. Guardiola's very good at getting a reaction from his side. They're minus 590, though. They're the lowest price odds in the whole of the Premier League this week. Uh, minus 590 is, is ridiculously low. Um, Newcastle are 16 to 1. To pull off a shock, if it was at St James's Park, I could see potential of a shock. But at the Etihad, I just can't see how Man City don't win it. The other thing about Man City is that they could virtually rest eight of those players who played in the Bernabeu and bring in some fresh legs who didn't play in the part. Obviously, the club will be affected, but those players didn't play in that match and didn't have to go through the extra time and didn't have to go through the emotions that they've done. So you can change it up. He's got the luxury to change it up. And, um, you know, when, when the light of day comes down, you know, they are still top of the Premier League. They are still um, very much in the market to buy Haaland next season. And I think once they do, if they get a centre-forward like Haaland, that is the missing piece of the jigsaw for me. I mean, if they had a clinical centre-forward in the last two matches, if they had a Harry Kane or a Haaland in those two matches against Real Madrid, that game would have been put to bed a long, long time ago. They haven't got it, and that's the difference between them. They haven't got a Benzema, they haven't got a Salah, they haven't got players like that who, who just put the ball in the back of net. And if they get Haaland next season, I think that will be it. I think they'll they'll win the they'll win the Champions League. I think he he will make the difference to this side. But saying that, this week I think they'll they'll have enough about them. I think they'll win. I don't think it'll be done in the the swashbuckling style. That Manchester City have played over the over the last few seasons and the last in the last few weeks in the Premier League. I think this will be uh, okay. We need to win. Let's just get it down. Still a professional job and get the win. The other thing they have the big advantage of is knowing what's happened to Liverpool, which is huge. Yes. Now you know I'm making a case for Tottenham here. So if Tottenham can actually beat Liverpool, then Man City don't necessarily need to win this game. A draw will be a good... I know, a win will be brilliant. But they don't... You know, as long as they better what Liverpool done, it, it's a great result for them. It's a great weekend for them. So I think that's another dangerous point if you're taking the minus 590 on Manchester City now. You can't have a bet until seeing what happens to the Liverpool game. But I think Man City will win. I think they'll, I think they'll win one or two, nil. Newcastle's great resurgence under Eddie Howe since the investments come in from the Saudis. The majority of it has been at home. On the road, they haven't been so great, but at St James's Park, it's rocking again. On the road at Man City, they're the wounded tiger. I expect that Man City to come back and get the three points here, but at minus five ninety, and as a from a betting perspective, I couldn't bet on the game. Maybe Man City to win to nil to sort of boost that odds up a little bit for the home side, but at minus five ninety, nah, not 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 for me.
1: Cool. Good stuff. Okay, so this week there is no parlay, but there's a reason why there is no parlay. Nigel, uh, do you want to tell people about the brilliant content that is now available on the BetRivers network and how they can find it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I give a parlay across European football, but there's there's a lot of people doing some fantastic work on here um, themselves. So they give their own parlays and their own best bets in that league. We've got some brilliant Spanish Spanish content. We've got some new, a new show in, in Italy, a fantastic new show in France as well. We've got the German Bundesliga boys as well. Um, we've now got MLS soccer covered and Mexican soccer covered as well so and the Champions League and the Europa League as well as the Premier League so really, really exciting times. Other sports to come as well, we've got the, the golf each week, the tennis podcast which has amazingly gone into the top 10 podcasts uh, in America and Canada and moving up the charts in England as well, in the Great Britain as well so a big thank you to everyone to downloading that and make sure you subscribe to the Bet Rivers Network to get all the latest podcasts and all the Different videos we're doing and getting the notifications when they drop. But uh, really exciting. So check out those uh, experts. Keep doing their stuff with some really really good tips on there.
1: Indeed. Uh, right. Let's get your dog of the week then and your best bet of the week. I, I think I've got an inkling where you're going with this, but for confirmation, let's uh, let's have them.
0: My dog of the week: Tottenham plus five seven five to beat Liverpool. I mean, I don't think I, I'm not saying they're going to win, but I just feel that. Liverpool could be running on empty. I think that game against Villarreal. I know it was it was a tale of two halves, but I think that would have taken a lot out of them in the second half. And I feel that um, if one team can capitalise and, and be underdogs and, and and produce produce a good win, I think that side is Tottenham. Kane and Son are firing. They'll cause Liverpool problems. I'm going to go for Tottenham at plus five seven five to beat Liverpool. What's your best bet of the week? What represents the best value? Oh, the it's difficult. I I think. So there's probably there was, there was two or three I was leaning to. I, I'm probably going to go for Chelsea v Wolves under two and a half goals. I feel that's going to be clock- the last two times these two plays are played. It's been nil nil. Um, Chelsea obviously have got so many problems, and I think there's going to be lots of players leaving, heading towards the exit door at Stamford Bridge. The Wolves haven't scored in their last three. Um, their manager's the favourite now to be the next Premier League manager to lose his job, and goals are dried up. Confidence just dried up a little bit at Chelsea. And I can see Chelsea probably winning it 1-0. But I wouldn't be surprised to see another 0-0. But um, yeah, under two and a half goals, one Chelsea against Wolves
1: fantastic stuff. Lots of brilliant action to look forward to. Lots of interesting plays there uh, from Nigel as well. Remember, you can go over to the Bet Rivers Network and check out all the fantastic content covering a variety of sports, not just football, uh, but the football stuff is really picking up at the moment. Lots of brand new shows coming your way. So make sure you leave a like on the video if you're watching us on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast stores and turn your notifications on. We'll be back next week with more until then take care of yourselves and good luck cashing those tickets all the best thanks for listening to betting weekly english
0: premier league on the bet rivers network